0: Coming up, we're talking Buddy Kofoy's NASCAR debut, Darren Pittman and Casey Kane, Christopher Bell back in a midget, and more. Let's go. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. When the NASCAR Cup Series and Truck Series head to Bristol next month to compete on the dirt, there'll be a little dirt racing talent in the field. Racing Boys NASCAR reporter Lee Spencer tweeted over the weekend that Buddy Kofoid is expected to make his NASCAR Truck Series debut driving for Kyle Busch Motorsports in that event. Buddy is part of the Toyota Racing Development Program and KBM is the main Toyota Truck Series team. This is a move we've seen play out plenty of times before with guys like Christopher Bell and Logan Seavey between TRD and KBM. Buddy was the USAC national midget champion a year ago and is currently in pursuit of title number two over there. He's also running a fairly heavy sprint car schedule with Bernie Stubjian and Leighton Crouch. In between, he's also made scattered pavement late model starts in recent years as part of that Toyota deal. Kofoid is one of the brightest young talents in the sport right now, and he is clearly deserving of an opportunity like this. Not be shocked to see him up to speed pretty quickly once he gets behind the wheel of that Tundra. As a dirt fan, I would certainly selfishly like to see him continue in sprint cars because I just think he's really fun to watch and I think he could be someone that could win a World of Outlaws championship in his career. I think he's that talented. But as someone who works in NASCAR and understands the total picture, this is clearly the right move for his career. I'm excited to see what he's able to get done at Bristol here in a few weeks. The absence of Casey Kane from the World of Outlaws races the last few weeks has been a serious bummer for that 2022 Rookie of the Year battle, and I mentioned yesterday that Spencer Basin should run away with that award this season, with Kane kind of now off the sidelines. We haven't seen Kane since Friday night of Cotton Bowl Speedways. He is still dealing with the effects from that big crash at Volusia during Dirt Car Nationals. Going forward, I'm not sure I'd expect to see that number nine car back anytime soon. Last week, when I sat in and co-hosted Wing Nation for MRN with Ashley Strummey, we had a chance to talk to Darren Pittman, and he addressed the situation at Cotton Bowl Speedway that weekend when he ended up filling in for Kane. There was, I think, a little controversy from that Friday night show, and Pittman explained what went down with the swap from Kane to Pittman. Kane qualified the car on the night and ran the night's heat race, but ended up hitting the wall and pulled in before the checkered in that heat. Pittman was on the property hanging out and promoting his business, Ultra Shield Race Products. And after the heat, the team asked Pittman to fill in for the rest of the night. He squeezed into Kane's gear and went out to run the B main. According to Pittman, the team had let the outlaw officials know the situation, but apparently word didn't travel to the tower. Pittman thought he was starting at the rear of the B because of the driver swap, but officials moved him forward, I think thinking he was still Kane. Uh, and he eventually finished third in that race, which uh, would have transferred him into the night's feature. But afterwards, the team wasn't allowed to run the feature when the tower officials realized it was Pittman in the car and not Kane. In the end, very clearly a communication issue and a misunderstanding between the team and officials, and not some conspiracy to hide the fact that Pittman was driving, which has, I think is what some people thought was the case. Pittman ran the entire Saturday night show the next night for the team, and we haven't seen the nine cars since then. I'd encourage you to go check out that Pittman interview. It's available on the Winged Nation YouTube channel, and I'll link to it in the description below this video. Besides the Cotton Bowl story, he also talks Ultra Shield and life on the other side of being a full-time World of Outlaws driver. I got called out in the YouTube comments yesterday for not mentioning the Short Track Super Series finish from Sunday at Port Royal, so here you go, Daniel. Stuart Friesen looked to be the fastest car on Sunday, but he bowed out of the race 15 laps in with a mechanical issue. The race then turned uh, into a two-way battle between Mike Guler and Ryan Godown, with the two each leading laps at various points. On the white flag lap, Godown pounded the cushion in turns 1 and 2 and was able to clear Guler down the backstretch on the high side. He then blocked low into 3 and 4 and beat Guler back to the line for the $5,000 victory. Guler had to settle for second, Mike Maresca was third, Matt Williamson fourth, and Matt Shepard completed the top five. Godown is really on a roll right now with the Short Track Super Series. He captured that $25,000 win at Cherokee just a few weeks ago as well. He currently leads both the Elite Series and South Region point standings. Up next for the series is April 2nd at the Orange County Fair Speedway, with that event being both an Elite Series race and the North Region opener. The 2022 Eye National Midget schedule kicks off this week with the Turnpike Challenge between Port City and I-44 Riverside Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. With the NASCAR Cup Series not running far away down in Texas, the series announced that Christopher Bell will be in action for the three nights in a midget. No details were provided beyond that, and I haven't seen anything from Bell himself, but I'm going to assume he'll be there in a Keith Coons car. We're still a few weeks away from USAC being back in action, and KKM usually brings a few cars to the Power I events. Bryant Wiedemann was the Power Eye champion a year ago, driving for Keith and Pete Willoughby. The Turnpike Challenge starts uh, Thursday at Shane Stewart's Port City Raceway, then moves to I-44 Riverside for Friday and Saturday. The events also feature Power I Micros. For more event info, check out PowerEye.com. That's P-O-W-R-I.com. If you're interested in some dirt racing tonight and through the rest of the week, the Bristol Dirt Nationals start today in Tennessee. This is year two of the dirt on Bristol, and besides these couple of weeks of the XR events, we'll also get the Outlaws back on Bristol uh, on the dirt again in the aforementioned NASCAR weekend. Yesterday was an open practice day, and racing action starts today for five divisions. Beginning at 4 p.m. Eastern, they will be racing for sport mods, hobby stocks, stock cars, 602 late models, and modifieds. We'll get similar programs Wednesday and Thursday, and then Friday they add the super late models to the mix. Those guys are racing for that big money. Tickets and pit passes are available all week if you'd like to attend. If you want to watch online, you'll need a subscription to the XR Plus streaming service. That is $39.99 a month. You can find all the info you need for the Bristol Dirt Nationals at racexr.com. And speaking of streaming, there are three items on today's streaming schedule. As I just said, XR Plus has the first day of racing from the Bristol Dirt Nationals, including those five divisions of racing. Vision has outlawed carts from Millbridge, and there is flow racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. If you'd like to grab a dirt tracker decal, don't forget you can find those at dirttracker.com slash decal. Those are $3 with postage included. So grab one of those if you haven't done so. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.